Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Ranger Pod, the podcast that's blowing out the candles on the Morphin Grid one episode at a time. I'm PDT, I'm not an expert but I can pass for one, and joining me is Grax. Hi, I'm not an expert and I can't pass for anything. No, well you can pass for kind of a bald man with an ambiguous accent. Well that's true. So, today we are looking at Happy Birthday Zack. I don't feel we should be wishing him a happy birthday. I mean, apparently he's one of only two rangers in the Mighty Morphin era to actually get a birthday episode. Really? He's yeah. but I didn't know that at all. No, I didn't know that until I read it on Ranger Wiki. It's where I just I I don't bother doing any research for this episode. I just look at Ranger Wiki and steal from there. Absolutely. You only need to spend five minutes, and you got the entire episode down. Really? Yeah, I didn't even watch the episodes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So we're celebrating Zack's birthday, and this first aired on September 16th, 1993. Now, Grax, it was mm-hmm. such a success last week having you rattle off the plot synopsis in two minutes that we thought we'd do it again. Uh, um, okay, I, I'm i not sure if I can do it this time round. There's a little <laughs> bit too much Well, you say on. you can't do it this time round. You couldn't do it last time round either, so it can't be worse. <laughs> They can't be worse. We've assumed that by now most people are probably either familiar with the episodes or they'll be watching them. But if that's not the case, if you absolutely needed these long synopses to kind of get you through it, uh, just let us know. Tweet us at RangerPod, email us therangerpod at gmail.com. And as always, watch it on Netflix. Don't watch the episode on Netflix. We're just trying to have fun. Okay, so Grax, in three, two, one, activate. It's the juice and gym bar late at night, and Ernie is struggling with Billy's colossal cake-making contraption that goes on the fritz and oozes out coloured foam. Now, the reason why the four heroes are at Ernie's bar late at night is because they are preparing a surprise birthday party for Zack. And Bulk and Skull, they enter the scene and disrupt the whole preparation process by damaging the signs, popping balloons, sticking their heads in the cake machine. And meanwhile, Rita flicks through a Dungeons and Dragons books and recalls the time they used this black knight-looking monster called the Master Knight on a different planet. It's time to reuse their old monster. After spending all night in the Juice and Gym Bar with pre- Party pre- 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 After spending all night in the Juice and Gym Bar with Party pre- oh. You know this is still going in the two minutes, don't you? After spending all night setting up the Juice and Gym Bar with Party Decorations, only spots Zack and the rest of the team take down all of their decorations, undoing all their hard work. Which is bizarre. And then, meanwhile, the minions are outside of the cover of darkness doing some blacksmithing on a sword, and Rita casts a spell to summon the knight, who looks really goddamn awesome. Next morning, Zack tries to talk to his friend Kimberly, and she says, I'm more interested in my poodle than you. And then Zack runs away and sulks and runs into the rocky desert, saying, they're thinking more of themselves and not about me. And then Rita and the others all appear, and the knights appear, and Zack morphs and fights the knight. And Baboo Squats are filming the whole thing for some reason. And there's Fight, fight, fight. Goldar joins the fight, fight, fight. Babu squats, their film camera blows up for some reason. Zordon senses the battle and teleports the other rangers to the fight. Everybody's morphed. There's so much fighting, it's really kick-ass. I mean, the knight is doing an amazing job beating all the rangers rangers, and melting their ranger mini-daggers. And he even deflects the hexagon energy blast. I mean, this monster is amazing. So then Rita then makes the knight grow. The the rangers, they summon the power zords. They form the megazords. And they have a sword fight. A really good sword fight. No, 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 that's not fair. They have a really good sword fight. The end. No, there's more to it. 
Go I mean, on. Did, I mean, you did talk about the, the bit where uh, the, the knight swords corrupts the power sword and Zack suddenly realizing that the knight is reflecting their energies. And so they should do the exact same thing to the, to the knight. And the Megazord shoots eye lasers and then it works. And then the Zord gets up and cuts the knight and Rita runs away. And then the, Zack, the surprise party happened. It happened and Zack is happy and everybody dances at the Juice and Gym Bar. The end. Okay, well, it's better than last week. I mean, that was 2 minutes 36. <sighs> which I think you were about 2 minutes 40-something last week. So, you I'll know, t- you, you're getting better, and you did have that big stammering fit in the middle. That It's really hard to talk about cake and decorations for some reason. <laughs> cake and decorations, cake and decorations, decorations and cake. All right, easy. I can stop now. It's oh, easy. Shut up. <laughs> okay, so that was Happy Birthday, Zach. Wow, there's a lot to decompress in this one. Mm, mm. I mean, I was watching this whole episode and I was just thinking, why? 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 Why is they doing this? Why are they doing that? How do they know this? There, there was lots of questions being formed, but that's okay because the fighting was good. I mean, I feel like a lot of these answers won't come from the Zoo Ranger footage later. But No, oh, you they got to be. I mean, We'll get there. Do... Okay. Uh... Let's just start off from the beginning because yep. there's a very unconvincing opening shot of the Jim and Juice Bar logo that they've just turned down the contrast on. Instead of actually filming it at night, they've just gone now. We'll just we'll just turn down the colour. Nobody'll notice. To be fair, I think they only filmed that sign once through yeah. the entirety of the series. Exactly. It's, it's the, the same, same bloody shot. I mean talk about being cheap. It's Power Rangers, it's cheap. I mean they they can't even afford a proper cake. I was just flabbergasted by the whole contraption the cake omatic which is this big silvery box that vibrates and shakes and spews out foam that's it there seems to be no inkling of a cake going on in there billy's invented this device to help ernie make a birthday cake for zach because you know we don't have ovens in angel grove and, and we don't know how to make cakes but no it doesn't work no but it doesn't even seem like it would ever work it's just the whole, even when it's meant to be working, it's still just spurting out blue foam. Copious amounts of blue foam. It doesn't work at the beginning of the episode. Nope. It doesn't work at the end of the episode. So, ultimately, Zach gets no cake. Is it meant to be icing? I can only guess that it's supposed to be icing of some kind, but that's way too much icing. Basically, what we're saying is don't ever eat around Billy's house. No, no, because Billy can't cook. Well, he can't really do anything, because... At the beginning of the story, we see them all, as you say, setting up the gym and juice bar for Zach's birthday. Not Billy, though. Billy's just got got a pair of headphones on and a Walkman, and he's dancing around like a dickhead. He's dancing around. He's dancing around like special needs kids with his blue dungarees and his Sony Walkman cassette player. I am really approving of these modular sensations, Kimberly. Or whatever oh, it is he says. I, just, I really wanted to punch him. <laughs> I, I really wanted to punch him so much while he was talking about all that. It's hard to upstage. And then, and then he was commenting about the foam. He was talking about the molecular doohickey, what you might call it, about cake. It's, no! Shut up, Billy! I think it probably had quasitronic circuitry in there again, you know. it's. You're making a cake! You don't need quasimantic <laughs> monomachigis when you're making a cake! And I was pretty sure Ernie was a goner when he got his head in the blue foam, because I was pretty sure he would just suffocate in there. <laughs> Yeah, knowing that his luck, the whole uh, foam would have solidified and covering his head, and he would have died. Yeah, he, well, he did kind of remind me of Pizza the Hut from Spaceballs. He did. Oh, oh yeah. Now you mention it. Yeah. When he was he covered, it when he was just like covered under a mountain of foam, 
just mm. his head poking out. You're just like, yeah, that's that's not right, is it? No, no. I don't know what Billy was doing there because Trini and Kimberly were just like sorting out the banners and things and doing it really nice and. Billy yep. was just dicking around the whole time. Just because you think you can invent a garbage machine invention, you can get away with not helping? No, Billy, that's not how it works. And people have told us to stop bullying Billy. And all I'll say is I'll stop bullying Billy when he stops deserving it. Let me talk about the best scene in the entire episode, Bulk and Skull. I, I think this is the favourite scene for me for the, uh, the entire episode. Really? They walk in, yep. They walk in, they're acting like bullies, they're doing their jobs, they're doing some great performances, blowing their nose on the sign, Skull trying to, to charm um, Kimberly, and then it all falls over in a big calamity. That It's a good story. There's drama, there's action, there's a, there's a, there's a satisfying ending. And No, there's not. There's a bit where Bulk deflates a balloon in front of Kimberly. That's good. Yeah, please. take that, Kimberly. I'm not even popping the balloon. I'm just squeezing the air out of it. That's good. I, I, it should have burst, yes, but I think that's fine. Uh, Bulk did some good improv there, and the, the, there was a bit of drama at the end because even though the bullies were beaten, they still burst the balloons and broken tables. No, they didn't. They, they didn't burst any of the balloons. They fell backwards into them, but you didn't hear a single pop. I thought the footage was showing that there was an entire box full of balloons and Bulk's, uh, Bulk popped the majority there was not a single explosion Mm, i think we'll have to go back through the footage and review it yep we will and i was right um Ah. (laughs) (laughs) and you say the bullies get beaten they don't get beaten they get serious bloody concussion oh yeah they do because they keep running to that post they slam their heads into the golden metal post holding up the gym and juice bar skull definitely gets concussion and billy's just there going (laughs) yeah this is funny because Billy's a dick! <laughs> okay, let's get on to the whole thing with Zack. Yeah. Because the idea is they're holding a surprise birthday party for him. Mm-hmm. This involves just not telling him that they've even remembered his birthday. Yeah. Oh, that's actually really mean, especially the bit where Zack goes up to Kimberly and goes, uh, did you notice anything different about me? And she just flat out replies, I'm more interested in my poodle than you. Yeah, but Zack's an attention-seeking dick in that scene. Yeah, you know yes, he he, is. he couldn't be any more obvious. He comes up like, "Hey, do you notice that I look older at all?" Yeah, I mean he kind of deserves what Kimberly gives him. He is very quick to just go, "Oh, well, Kimberly doesn't remember my birthday, therefore nobody's remembered my birthday, and they're all selfish." Oh yeah, especially the bit where Arthur Kimberly says that Zach runs off, and the other three appear and they say, "Hey, Zach," and Zach's like, "Yeah, whatever." Yeah, it's like, hang on, maybe Jason was about to wish you happy birthday. Maybe he was. You shouldn't have jumped to conclusions there, Zach. It's not beyond the realm of possibility that it's just Kimberly who's a thoughtless cow. Yeah, exactly. The others could have been quite nice, but no, no. If Kimberly says that, then everybody is saying that. Yeah. Drama queen. As you say, it's ridiculous that they spend all that time putting the decorations up. Then he, he approaches the juice bar and they're like, OK, get everything down again. That infuriated me. Cause that was another moment where I was just screaming, why are you doing that? Just, <laughs> you've, you've spent all night, literally all night, setting all that up, and then yep. you just whip it away in an instant. What are you going to do when Zach goes? Put it all back up again? That's not sensible. If I was those guys, I would have gone, you know what, Zach? Don't come in here. Go somewhere else for a second, because reasons. Or just lock the f- doors, Ernie. Yeah, Ernie. The place <laughs> is supposed to be closed. 
I mean, Ernie, 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 you are not someone I would want on my side if you had to lie for me. <laughs> hey, Zach, it's just me here on my own. Yeah. Eating popcorn on my own. With my paperwork on my own. Yep. No yep. way. And even Zach saying, look, yeah, I get it. You're on your own. Calm down. Yeah, maybe he was just trying to come on to him and he's like, oh, yeah. by myself. Yeah. I'm on my own, you know. Nobody would know. <laughs> it could be our little secret. What? What, Ernie? What? No, mm, I'm just eating popcorn. <laughs> Tack goes off on that sort of, not that just self-pitying rant. Uh, why do they all hate me? Why are they all so selfish? And so that's when everything starts to kick off yep. with the action footage. So tell you what, should we have a look at Zoo Ranger to find out where the hell it's all gone wrong? Please do. And the one question that comes to my mind is, why were Baboon Squat filming with the camera? Well, we'll get to that, and the explanation will not be satisfying. So I think we're looking... I think this was episode 15 of Zoo Ranger. As usual, the episode opens on a bunch of children. Mm-hmm. Gushi, the Black Ranger, is walking along and is like, oh, yeah, it's a load of children. I'll just stand and watch them, as per usual, because I'm a Zoo Ranger. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hang on. That when does that become a thing? That most of the episodes seem to involve them what, observing children and then <laughs> talking to them. Anyway, so there's a there's a kid being bullied, and this girl starts chasing them all away, and it's like, hey, leave them alone, leave them alone. So Gushy sits down with a chat with them both, and she reveals that the boy is ten years old tomorrow, and she's like, take you look, you're ten tomorrow. You got to start fighting your own battles. Because, you know, you're 10. Ah, so the birthday theme for Zack is the birthday theme for this episode. Yeah, it's odd because there's actually no no relevance to birthdays in the Japanese episode, in the Japanese footage at all. There's the actual action footage. So it's interesting that they did choose to make it birthday themed, even though they're not actually related. Hmm. So anyway, they basically go, hey, Gushi, do you want to come to our party? And he's like, yes, please. I'd love to come to your party. Because the kids are adopted and he lost his parents so like when he was young and his mm-hmm. sister looked after him. So there's, there's a whole parallel thing going on. You get this flashback to his sister like dying because, yeah, she got killed by Bandora's army and things. Wow. So anyway, Bandora's watching and she's like, ah, oh, I'm going to torture that girl with worry over her brother. Oh, and kill the Zoo Rangers at the same time. <laughs> it's nice to know that the zoo rangers are now becoming an afterthought she's like ah well you know geki is the leader but gushi is the glue that holds them all together he's absolutely not we have had no evidence <laughs> of this in the first 15 episodes <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he cut to the birthday party and it's literally just gushi and a bunch of kids i'll just let that sink in it's just him and a bunch of children sat around the birthday table there's no other adults there. Yeah, he's like, hey, do you want to meet my friends? And they're like, yeah! And this is perfectly innocent, I'm sure. Yep. <laughs> and so he opens the back door and the Zoo Rangers come in. And then there's a knock at the door and it's an express delivery. And of course, it's it's clearly Squat and Baboo. I don't know if it was the actual actors, but they're, t- they're clearly like men made up to like look like Squat and Baboo. And then, yeah, they give him a box. It's got putties in it, so there's a big fight. The boy Shigeru gets kidnapped, and this is pretty cool actually. Uh, what I can't remember if it's Squat or Baboo, but gets a little thing out and just throws it on the ground, and it becomes a cloud. And Squat and Baboo get onto the cloud with the boy and f- and fly away to the moon. Ah, 
That's quite cool. It's quite cool. I mean, it's not something you could use in the American one because a, it's weird, but b, there's lots of Japanese kids all over it. Sure, sure. So yeah, Rita wants to do the demon blade ritual. That conveniently has to involve a boy who has just turned ten years old. So that's the footage where at the dead of night, uh, yeah. the American version, they're doing this blacksmithing and ritual. I was confused. I mean, it looked cool, but why did they do the ritual now when they didn't need to in the past? That explains it. It's a very specific ritual. Wow. And yeah, they did some quite sort of canny editing around him in the US footage. Because mm-hmm. obviously he was just there with them and he had to be forced to use the hammer to strike it uh, and that kind of links the blade to him and the demons to him which becomes important later wait so the demons are now becoming bound to this 10 year old boy yes okay so the knight comes down and he's like Argh. and then you go back to the sister who i think i've got written down ritsuko as her name she hears her brother screaming and she's like oh i'm gonna go after him and then dan goes after her and goldar's caught her by that point so dan finds them both tied to posts like just like kidnapped Mm-hmm. Then there's a really cool fight between Gushi and the Dark Knight. And we do actually get to see a bit of that in the episode when Rita's flashing back to her warrior on yeah. planet Teflon 9 or whatever it was. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's a bit where she's explaining that. I remember that one time and it's a really nice fight with some random guy. Yeah, well, that's not a random guy. That's that's Gushi. Okay. I mean, it was a very nicely put in bit of footage to add some flavour to the American show. Yeah, I quite like it when they when they manage to do. I know some people are oh, you can just see the Zoo Ranger there, and I, I'm like, no, I quite like it. This is otherwise unusable footage that they found a way to get in, and mm. I mean, it's it's actually quite a, a decent long fight. I mean, it, they only showed a tiny bit of it, but so anyway, yeah, the knight damages his axe, so he morphs. Ah, I remember the footage when Zack morphs into the Black Ranger and his axe was smoking just before he was going to attack the Black Knight. Yeah, so it had already been, because as I said before, the the weapons have like a normal form and a morphed form. And we only ever see the morphed form in Power Rangers. Mm. The screaming children like remind him of his sister and that drives him to carry on fighting. And again, it's quite a cool fight. I think we get to see most of the Zack and Dark Knight fight in the episode. Yes, absolutely. But then we get to the bit that you queried, the bit with, Zach, with Squat and Babu filming the whole thing. Now, did you notice that when Squat's camera exploded, there were what were clearly four different like go- like coloured lights coming out of it? I sort of did. I sort of noticed that um, the camera was starting to explode for some reason and then there was this big cloud of smoke and then it cut to something else i did have a funny suspicion because i've been hanging out with you a lot i did have a suspicion <laughs> that there was some kind of zoo range of footage that got completely cut out what happened there well it was clear and it was clear in the episode for that brief second that there were clearly four color bits of light coming out that it doesn't take a genius to see were red pink yellow and blue mm-hmm. um so I, I expected that maybe the Zoo Rangers had been kidnapped or something. They'd been sort of taken into the camera. That was what I expected to see going in. Right. Nothing of the sort. Because Bandora makes a kind of television broadcast and she's like, ah, I've got, you know, Gucci's going to die and I've got these two screaming kids. Okay, so she wants to broadcast it to the world to let them know they're that she's a bad guy well i don't know if she broadcasts it to the world but she certainly seems to broadcast it to the zoo rangers they're watching this and they go right let's dive into the television and they dive into the television and and they come out of squat's camera 
I am rubbing my temple in frustration. You're rubbing your temple in frustration. I yeah, that this is not something they've ever had the abilities to do before. Where where did this come from? Um, I have literally no idea. It wasn't set up. It's <laughs> um... oh my what what? So that means the whole camera thing. There is literally no reason for them to be there except some MacGuffin to allow the Rangers to teleport there. Yep. I know. Yep. <laughs> I offer no defence for this. It was stupid. I was so looking forward to a really good explanation. <laughs> Making it up as I go along. Yep. Writing the story as they filming it. <laughs> so anyway, if we can get past that, which is hard, I grant you. Mm. They do a fight, as you see, pretty much as you see in the episode. The Dark Knight grows, mm-hmm. and you see that the, the Power Sword, the God Horn, doesn't work. And this is where things get different, because, I mean, it doesn't really work with the Megazord shooting back its energy at it. That doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. in the American episode at all. Yeah, they, 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 I feel like they did kind of pull that one out of the nether regions and said, yep, yeah, that's it. That's, yeah. that's, that's the explanation. Deal with it. Well, there's a re- there's kind of a reason they had to do that because um, the Godhorn doesn't work and the monster's gonna destroy the Megazord, and then the little boy on the sidelines is no, don't is like no, don't do that, and the monster goes to strike down the little boy, and he can't, his energy gets reflected back at him. Ah. And you so you, that's kind of what you see in the episode. You see the shot of him. With his sword pointed right downwards. Ah, yes. And in the American version, Rita's like, come on, hit them! And and the knight's like, I'm trying! Yeah, but actually they'd kind of edited out the little boy. I mean, I didn't notice that they'd edited a boy out. So, you know, they they did it quite well. But that was why. And then the Z-Rangers kind of go, oh, hang on. It can't hit him. So if we bring him into the Megazord with us... And and strike the knight with this boy like a sword, then everything will work out fine. No, no, no. no. The boy just has to be in the Megazord. Ah, okay. Again, I think there's a shot with the Megazord's eyes blasting out. Yes. Whereas actually that's kind of teleporting the boy into the Megazord. Oh, so they played the footage from reverse. Yeah. I think. Oh, I'm getting a new sense of uh, respect for the editors. Yeah, so the boy is then in the cockpit with the Zoo Rangers, and then all the other stuff happens as you'd see it. You know, the the Megazord gets re-energized and deflects the thing, and they destroy him. And yeah, the last shot is actually really cool. You've got the Zoo Rangers and the two kids who have been freed, and they're actually stood sort of next to the foot of the Megazord, and it all actually looks like it's in proper proportion. You know, it's yeah, it's just a really cool thing that you don't get to see very often. The humans against the Megazord. It's a nice way to end it with a cool effects shot. Excellent. That was episode 15 of Kyoru Sentai Zhu Ranger. Hmm. I see. I mean, mostly it was quite a good episode. It's just, it had that really weird detour in the middle. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, from what you were describing, I think I would have liked the Zhu Ranger episode significantly more. I think it would have made a much more interesting story and you would have got to see a lot more of the fighting compared to the American stuff. Well, you certainly wouldn't have got a lot of Oni dicking around with foam, but... No, not at all. But yeah, going back to that Zord battle, it really doesn't make sense how they zap the monster back, how they get any of that logic. They don't seem to have the ability to absorb his 
energy. No, I don't mind. No, that's true. I also just don't like how Zach just does a a, a dump, uh, an info dump, saying, "Oh, I figured Zach it out." Zach does guys. a dump in the Megazord. That's right. I said that. I just don't like the fact he goes, "Oh, I figured it out, guys," because of X, Y, Z, when there was absolutely no evidence whatsoever of this actually happening. No, you're right because he wasn't using their powers against them, was he? Uh, no, that's not true. I just remembered that when the Rangers got together to do the hexagon blast the knight w- did take the blast and was pushed back a bit and then okay, deflected backwards true. so yes okay I-, I take that back yes i could see why zach figured it out but it yeah. wasn't satisfying the way zach figured it out no you're right there i mean i will say i know that the dark knight was meant to be a birthday present for zach but why just why does rita wait 12 hours before sending him down like they're in the they're in the woods at night they forged the dark knight yeah. Just immediately, like, attack the rangers in their beds. Yeah, that's maybe there's some kind of cooling down period where after summoning the knight in this bizarre fashion, then it needs to wait for 12 hours. I don't know, I feel like you're you're trying to apply too much logic there. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. You know, just <laughs> at- attack Trini while she's dreaming of her creepy dolls coming to life. Yeah, that would be the perfect time to strike. But yeah. I... I, I Complete, even though it was completely out of place, I did like that scene. I like the whole summoning ritual and the, and the striking of the sword to bring the. Dark. I, I just liked. I loved everything about the the Dark Knight, which was the Master Knight, wasn't it? The, I think it was the Dark Knight. I, I think I, I think so. Well, but it, I just loved it. I think he was absolutely brilliant, and I wish there was more footage of him fighting. Yeah, yeah. No, and you know there was a bit more in the G Ranger footage, but yeah, he, he was pretty awesome. He had a nice kind of black and gold thing going on but i think i've opened a can of worms here with asking why rita doesn't just kill them at night why doesn't she do that every week oh my goodness rita spends her entire time watching the power rangers last time we even saw her sending a monster down while trini was asleep and trini well to be fair that didn't happen that was a dream no but if you're gonna send squat into her bedroom why not just have him slit her throat because it didn't happen it was a dream maybe rita can't actually do anything during the night time well can't send mon but then why was she summoning the night oh i don't know slaughter them yeah i mean instead of just like watching them in the gym and juice bar just like wait till they're gone to bed and slash their throats (sighs) and if even if they figure this out and then they have to stay up at night to defend themselves they gotta go to sleep at some point exactly yeah They'll get tired, though. Yeah. PDT, you would make it a fantastic supervillain, I must say. <laughs> well, I don't want to brag, but yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing I found a bit strange, especially after re-watching this, after watching the Power Rangers movie. It's at the start where um, they're doing all the preparation, and Ernie goes up to uh, Jason and the others and saying, so, did you hear about the Power Rangers? And then mm. they start talking a little bit. Oh, what did you hear? Well, I heard they're humans just like you and me. And then Jason makes the off comments about, well, I hear they're aliens. They come from a different place. But let's keep it between you and me. <laughs> I don't know why he said that. But I, I, it was kind of odd because especially watching the Power Rangers movie in 2017, they actually are aliens and blah, blah, blah. I, I just found it very strange. Like in the 90s, they saw this happening. Well, it's alien tech in the movie. They're not alien characters. Hmm, I suppose. Although I will say the graphic novel Aftershock 
that's set after the Power Rangers movie. I've now read that by the time we're recording this. Mm-hmm. And the government are assuming that the Power Rangers are aliens at this point. Ah. There's this whole thing of we don't feel comfortable about aliens coming in and fighting our battles. So, I mean, I didn't really have a problem with the whole debate over whether they're humans or aliens. I did have a problem with when Ernie says, oh, the Power Rangers. The kids are like, the Power Rangers? What What are they? You know, like, what are they? Yeah. Actually... I mean, by this point, there's been, like, what, ten monster attacks on Angel Grove? Several news reports actually on the news. Yeah, how f- dumb do you have to be to live in Angel Grove and not know who the Power Rangers are? Well, no, this, it's not just how dumb do you have to be, but it's also a case of, that's unusual. How could you possibly be behaving like that? Uh, why are you yeah. actually like you don't know who they are in such a suspicious manner? Hmm. Yeah. I deduce that you're the but Rangers! The... <laughs> Jacuz! That kind of thing. L- Luckily, Ernie is terminally thick. <laughs> but I feel like you picked up the wrong thing from that scene. Oh, yeah? Because there was something else very interesting about that scene that I wanted to save for last. Because Ernie says, hey, the Power Rangers are going to do for Angel Grove what Batman did for Gotham City. Uh, oh, yes, of course. How did I forget that famous line? Now, there are two ways of reading this. One is that Ernie is just referencing the comic books. He's making a pop culture reference. I think he's just making a pop culture reference. Ernie, I don't know. Ernie doesn't seem like the kind of person who would make a pop culture reference. But, but what else could it be? Well, it could be that Power Rangers is set in the same universe as Batman. <gasps> what? Oh, I never thought of it that way. No, I latched onto it pretty quickly. Wow. Especially yeah. when this recording comes out. They've just done a comic series of Justice League with the Power Rangers, didn't they? Well, the Justice League Power Rangers thing, they're quite clearly in different dimensions. <gasps> but... but the Power Rangers in the comics are clearly not the same universe as the Power Rangers TV show. Yes. Because the Power Rangers in the comics, they are still recognisably the same characters in the same situation, but they're in the 21st century. They're using cell phones and texting and things like that. So it, it's not the same continuity. But th- does, this mean, does this mean in a future episode of Power Rangers, they will meet up with Batman and Superman? It doesn't. Oh, they will meet up with a different set of pop culture heroes, but we'll get to that if we ever get to Power Rangers in space. <gasps> I'm excited. Yeah, it's the Ninja. Tur- <laughs> it's the Ninja Turtles next mutation, guys. Don't get your hopes up. <gasps> Ninja Turtle mutation, guys. Ninja Turtles next mutation. It was an oh! awful television series. That's the stuff that probably shouldn't have happened, but it did. Yep. Oh man. Okay, so shall we rate the episode? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to. I need to think about this. Why don't you go first? Well, look, I it has potential. I mean, the dark the Dark Knight was a great villain, um, but I really just couldn't be doing with Zack and his self pitying. The whole birthday party thing was it's been done better elsewhere. There was the whole two minute montage at the end. The Zord fight that just didn't make sense because of the whole bouncing back energy thing. I'm, I'd struggle to give this more than two power coins. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I really want to give this 
a high score. I really want to praise the Dark Knight and the monsters and the fighting because they were genuinely good. The fight between the Dark Knight and Zack is great. Absolutely, and then just you needed know, more of that. Yeah, I mean, I would say that the positive, the, the sort of second power coin I'm giving is entirely for that fight. Wow, okay. Uh, I'll you know. Go that far. So yeah, I, I would say the, the Knight is great, but this is another example of uh, I don't care about the American human stuff. I just want the Zoo Rager fighting. And yeah. there was too much human stuff. Uh, I didn't care about the, the Zack's birthday storyline. I was ask, I was constantly asking why. Why is this happening? Why is that happening? And why is the other happening? And, and whenever it's a case of me asking too many whys, it, it, it drops a rating. So I, I think I, I'm agreeing with you with two power coins out of five. It should have been better, but it wasn't. Well, you know, they they can only play the hand they're dealt by the Sentai footage, I suppose. True, but, true. Yeah, I feel like they dropped the ball on this one. Okay, well, on that depressing note, um, <laughs> that about wraps it up for this week's episode. As ever, any thoughts to RangerPod on Twitter or therangerpod at gmail.com, please rate us on iTunes because it really helps. And you can join us next time when I really plan on clamping down and insisting on no clowning around. Oh, that sounds hmm, quirky. Yeah, it, it is. And the Zoo Ranger episode is even wronger. <laughs> so, oh, no! <laughs> so, I've been PDT. I've been Grax. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.